In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents Donald Trump with a, a stain on our country. I am someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm so help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Sup Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. We're all on the struggle bus this morning. Heavy <laughs> struggle bus. I am coming at you from a bathroom in Lake Tahoe. Brutal. I was running late because, um, you know, I have coffee in the morning and sometimes it hits you at a certain point and you just you just have, oh, to, yes. have to run. Um, also, very exciting. Um, I found a turtle in my yard this morning and Aww. I've been feeding it t- tomatoes. <laughs> So that has been my exciting moment. Also, my sister is in the hospital having her first baby. So oh my gosh. Wow. What an eventful morning. Send her all the positive vibes, listeners. Yeah. That everything is fine and great and good. Is this around <laughs> the time when she was supposed to be well, at so that she stage? Was due, she was due Tuesday last week. Whoa. And so uh, they induced her yesterday. And Got it. so they're just last night. So we're just... Twiddle our thumbs. You should just send through the group chat just updates on your turtle. Like, yeah. <laughs> as yeah. if that's the most important thing going on. Well, also, today is Betty's birthday. My dog is her is second birthday. Oh my, oh my goodness. Blue. Mm-hmm. That would I be know. nice if your daughter shared a birthday with your niece or nephew. <laughs> yes, exactly. That would be beautiful. <gasps> so, how has it been in uh, Lake Tahoe, land of Diane Feinstein, Sammy? You know, it is wonderful. And I actually have quite a story regarding her. Um, I know that's random, but I do. Um, Okay. So we, first of all, Lake Tahoe is amazing. It is beautiful. And the houses around the lake are fucking insane. And the, we, so we started Zillowing them naturally and looking at the prices and like, you know, what, what's here? What are the options? Not that we're getting anything, but you know, just, just, they're beautiful. So you, I think we you have many a, a Zillow surfer mm-hmm. in, in our audience. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So we're, we're really like into the houses, like the whole time that we're driving around and we're coming back from dinner one night and it's really like late and we're in this taxi and like, we're all drunk. And I'm like looking at my Instagram stories and I come across like a story from Moshe who posts like a lot of news yeah. updates. And the headline is like, Diane Feinstein and and like something with like her $41 million Tahoe home. Mm -hmm. So I scream, fuck Diane. (laughs) Like, okay, wait, but my friend Diane in the car turns around and is like, what did I do? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait, sorry. I'm talking about Diane Feinstein. (laughs) Just exclaiming fuck Diane. Yeah, I, well, I That's showed so it funny. when I said fuck Diane because it's like, it's like yes. I'm showing you the headline. I'm like, look at this ridiculous shit. Yeah, <laughs> That's even worse if somebody just were like, fuck my name here. Ugh. Right, right. And she was like, what the she hell? She might be the richest in the Senate. <laughs> or no, we've just we've talked about this, how Mark Warner is crazy rich. And then she might be uh, she might be next. Wait, 
Speaking of Mark Warner, this is super random. I have a really good book recommendation for this audience. It's a fiction book. It's called The Cave Dwellers. It's a little bit like Gossip Girl in D.C. meets like a mystery, sort of a mystery. But like and the reason I bring that up is because they bring in like real references about like establishments in D.C. And Mark Warner was actually referenced in one that I read this morning. Not a flattering one, I might say. Ooh. What a tease. That's a great yeah. tease for the, the cave book. dwellers. I think you would, I think if you are a listener of this podcast, like this book is right up your alley. Yeah. I put it on my Kindle for if I, as we discussed, I am supposed to go to Mexico. I am a garbage human who mismanaged my passport situation. And uh, we don't know if I'm going, it's a real nail biter, but uh, if anyone here <laughs> works at the passport agency in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and can uh, give my app a little scooch, <laughs> I won't tell. <laughs> you know, you never know where you get. Pe- Sometimes I get people in the DMs like, I work here and I found out this. And mm-hmm. it's like, our listeners have the coolest jobs. They the coolest do. Jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, maybe I can get away with this sort of um, vague generalization about this niche news item. And then so- soon enough, we have listeners like, well, actually, I work in that specific niche industry. And actually, it's like, there's not like a, a mean splainy way. Just I'm like, of course, you know everything about this and have multiple graduate degrees in it. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, we have a wonderful audience. Let's just say that. The best. The best. So before we get going today, there's not much we can add to this, but it just felt wrong not to acknowledge the building collapse in Surfside. Um, we're couple days out. I know they haven't pulled a person alive from the damage since Thursday. And it's just looking at over a hundred, close to 200 people who have lost their lives. It's, it's incomprehensible uh, to think about our, our thoughts are with anybody who is impacted. And it just must be very scary to be in that area. Um, you know, concerned about whether you can trust the people that were supposed to keep you safe. So I know, Sammy, you'll be updating regularly in morning announcements as stuff comes out drip by drip about what happened here and what we can learn. Yeah. I mean, something that I thought was interesting that I put in the morning announcements this morning was that they're, they were already starting repairs. They were about to start repairs. Like I think like a million, like $9 million or something mm-hmm. on repairs and like that they knew were needed. They knew that they were needed mm-hmm. for three years. And then like, yeah, and they were about oh. to start them. Not that I think that necessarily, <laughs> you know, matters, but, you know, it's, you know, it, it really is a pretty, it's scary. Right. I mean, when buildings need repairs, they need repairs, not in three years. Like, I know I did read that, like, this was a 40 year old building and that's about the age of buildings when they start to happen. And it seems like that was not done in a timely manner. And there's obviously nothing that can bring back these family members, but hopefully they, they get something. Freak tragedy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So this weekend was Pride weekend. Brian, you're not in your um, closet. I was going to use my closet joke that (laughs) after Pride weekend, Brian finds himself back in the closet this morning. (laughs) (laughs) You're not in your closet studio today, Mm -mm, but uh, were were you in the city this weekend? Were you in Fire Island? I was in I was in Fire Island this weekend. Um, Yeah. I mean, Fire Island, it's a a good time to be in Fire Island because everyone stays in the city for Pride. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I actually haven't. I've lived in New York. I've lived in New York for like 10 years and I've done pride multiple times and like mm-hmm. both prides, like, you know, um, the queer liberation march plus like the corporate one too. But like, I just like can't do it anymore, you know, for my yeah. like my my mental health. Like I can't be out there like it's in a big lot. crowds. It's a Yesterday lot. Yesterday was very hot too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll be, I could be there for like 20 minutes and then I'd be like, all right, I need to leave. Um, But you know, I felt it. I felt yes. pride. I felt happy. And, you know, I was talking about this, 
you know, it's such a fucking cliche, but it always really does get better, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like, you yeah. know, you know, happier and happier every year, you know, and now I feel like I'm finally like there, you know, when you first come out, obviously there's like that, like, there's still that, like, well, I'm not going to be that kind of gay. That's like great. Like, you know, I'm not gonna be that kind of gay is like what people see. A lot of people say, mm-hmm. but you know, and now I kind of, I finally feel like I'm at that comfortable gayness that yeah, I've always like tweeting. Had. I think I should have the day <laughs> off so I can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I was up drunk dancing last night with oh, gay people beautiful. for pride. <laughs> beautiful. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So just in time for Pride, this morning, the Supreme Court said it doesn't need to take up the issue of whether the nation's schools must allow students to use the bathroom that matches their gender identities. So this has been a big case that has come up a lot. There are a lot of issues with trans students right now and people trying to limit where they can go. Obviously, this specifically relates to a case brought by Gavin Grimm. He was a man who was assigned female at birth, and he began gender affirming affirming treatments in high school and legally changed his name. So the principal at his school at the time, this was about six years ago, said he could use the boys bathroom 
no problem. But the school board later said he could not and adopted a policy that restrooms were limited to the corresponding biological genders. This made me realize this plus the, and I know I'm late to this, plus the critical race theory in air quotes stuff. Uh, I think I need to learn into why school boards have so much impact on a uh, everything and how they get elected. Do I need to run for a school board? We need to Do you look have, to have a kid to run for a school board? No, no, I don't think so. take over the school boards. <laughs> I know. I think about that too. I think about like, I know someone who ran for school board a few years ago. Not I personally, like they were my math yeah. teacher, garbage human. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, this is where they are. So lower courts have already reached a conclusion on this. Treating transgender students differently violates a federal law known as title nine which bans sex discrimination in school programs. But so some weird stuff happened with the case during the Trump administration. Basically, Gavin had won his case with the ACLU and then the Trump based on an Obama policy that this was fine guidance saying like, yes, this is against Title IX. Trump comes in, changes that guidance. They had this case had been going to the Supreme Court anyway to sort of affirm or deny that potential outcome. But basically, SCOTUS said, since your this precedent is established by a policy that no longer exists, you have to go back to the drawing board. So Gavin did one again. I don't even know if he was in high school at this point still. And uh, now this week, the Supreme Court said, we don't really need to weigh in on this. This is fine. We're good, uh, except for Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito, who I guess would have happily taken it up. But I just read the story this morning was like, this is why elections matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised Amy didn't want to take it up. I know it seems like, you know, they just, you know, they allowed Amy Coney Barrett also allowed for um, the Obamacare to stay too. It seems like, I mean, I I haven't done a deep dive into her decisions, but what was coming out is that it seems that she's just like following precedent, you know, a lot of the time, which she kind of did say she would do, but it was, it's still like kind of scary. You never believe them when they say that. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I'm like, so far I'm like, okay, she's just like going with the rule. I I know. I feel like I feel like abortion is her main thing. I feel like that she's like a one issue justice. Like I think I'm not convinced that she's like like with the NCAA case too. Like Brett was great, loved everything he had to say there. Terrified what he's going to have to say next. But um, yeah, this is. I mean, this is one of those cases where they're six three. So, but I I think the reason they said we're good is because they're like, we don't, we have no reason to to disagree with the consistent like rulings on this. Uh, It's fine. So this order denying view means Grimm's victory and the appeals course remains intact. And hopefully this man can finally relax and uh, move on with his life. Not having Mm -hmm. to keep fighting these legal fights for so many people. This is the third time in recent years that SCOTUS has allowed appeal courts decision in support of trans students to remain, which as we said, is a good sign, but in the coming years, we're likely to see issues related to trans kids on sports teams pitched to the court. Um, this is good news, but it's like, I, it made me think of these, these, these like trans sports things. And I feel like the biggest damage to those is that trans kids end their lives so mm-hmm. frequently that like in the year and a half, it takes for this to get to the Supreme Court where they're like, you can't deny this. I mean, how many people have been irreparably emotionally harmed? Right. I think that's actually an interesting thing about the course, the court system in general, how like when if you are the person who brings the case, the thing that you're being affected by when you start the case has probably like taken on a whole new life by the time it actually gets a decision so that the decision Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily like help you necessarily, but it will help the people after you. So it really is quite a selfless act to put your name on a Supreme Court decision. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, I just like, it's just it, what you said, Amanda, it's so true. It's just like, let's just leave these fucking kids alone. So they don't, you know, because they are so much more likely to ideate suicide and attempt it. And we saw that in Arkansas after they passed that other restrictive trans bill. Like they, I think it had something to do with sports or bathrooms or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the, the, the organ, the trans organizations out there said that they've saw an increase of it and it's like you're doing you're doing so much damage just leave them the fuck alone like it really doesn't matter where they piss or play where they play their fucking sports just their children leave them alone yeah like the trauma is not necessarily that the kid can't play on the sports team it's that you think the kid is is too uh, other to play on the sports Mm -hmm. team like that's the shit that's gonna stick yeah, and it's yeah. ultimately just like it it's part of the culture war. Like it's not totally. so much about like this kid. It's like the overall culture war of like you can't take our traditions and our way of looking at the world away from us. And when I see this weird bathroom exception, it's an affront to that. So like mm-hmm. yeah. Right. I know. I mean, this is this is what it's going to be for the next couple of years. Is Republicans realizing that like their culture war is slightly different. It's not just I mean, it is still anti-gay, but for some reason, I guess they've decided that like targeting trans kids specifically maybe will not upset the like suburban mom who's on the fence about who she votes for and like likes her gay friends, but has suspicions about, mm-hmm. you know, her daughter's like, you know, I, I think that's what their plan is. This is how they want to get those people back. And all they have to do is like, cause they've taken over these state legislatures is pass these bills. And that's why, and I want to keep talking about this on the podcast, but I've just been thinking about it constantly is like, how do we correct the record without playing into the performance that they want? It's mm-hmm. really, it's really been tricky. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, I mean, I think that it will sort of, my guess is that it will sort of end up like how gay marriage did. Like it took a bit for people to like warm up to it and see it as just like, it's not a big deal. And I think that will yeah. happen here. Like you can't yeah. really stop like as much as they want to and as much as they can change the laws you can't stop like the the intellectual progress Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is like it's unstoppable you can't do it right Mm -hmm. right exactly So staying on the pride note for today, yesterday we saw pride marches across the country as usual. They were definitely more muted again. Uh, I didn't realize that even in New York City, there wasn't a real official like pride parade at full scale. They set up some pop-up parties. I mean, even the night before, it looked like they had partnered with a bunch of restaurants. And I think it was similar. You know, you just see pop-up things across the country. Um, As always, independent marches took place, including the Dyke March on Saturday and the Queer Liberation March. Maybe because there wasn't a full-on corporate Pride this year, these felt especially powerful and dominant in the city, uh, which felt very good for a while, seeing all of these people protest police brutality and the criminalization of sex work, the oppression. We saw a lot of Free Palestine, which was in, which was in line with sort of the social justice issues of the year. You tend to see those reflected. Uh, mm-hmm. The New York City Police Department was not having that. I'm sure there were also bad encounters elsewhere in the country. At least seven people were arrested for various interactions with officers last night. Did you guys see some of these videos? It was no. at like 530 in the afternoon and NYPD just in riot gear surrounded the area. This has been happening pretty much nightly or at least on the weekends in that area too for like just partying in the area. But 
I mean, people, this is generally what happens on like an eventful happy day in the city. People go in that park and they, and they dance around in the fountain. Um, Mm -hmm. So that seemed unwelcome, but it seems like this year there was much more suspicion about the corporatization of pride than ever before. You see that every year and it is earned every year. But I think that this year, and we've talked about this with other issues, just people being more aware of the, you know, corporatization and special interests that sneak their way into everything that this year people seemed a lot more on guard. Why do you guys think that was just because people are more aware? I think people are just sick of the bullshit, honestly. Mm -hmm. So like when you see that Toyota has donated to the most of the Republicans who like support the insurrection, it's like, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, why did they do that? And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, that their own like any sort of sheen or progressive sheen they put on what they're doing is false because where is their money going towards (laughs) the opposite of that? And I think that like now that I think people are just sick of the bullshit. It's like if you put up a rainbow, we want to see where you donate to and we want to see that it's something aligned with that and especially not something against that. So, yeah, I think it's really like a. Like there's this more demand for transparency that I think has really like seeped into this. Yeah, I think you I think this year we definitely saw a lot less like pride logos for the month of June. You know what I mean? Than we have these past few years because of that, you know, people be like, oh, you changed your logo for pride. Why did you give this money to I don't know who like right, the biggest right. asshole? Or, mm-hmm. you know, like, like Chick-fil-A, like, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. or like Target trying to do LGBTQ things. It's like, you immediately look up where Target spends their, sends their money, like where they donate. And you're like, oh shit, like they don't put their money where their mouth is like literally. Yeah. Um, and they just don't want to, they don't want to, um, you know, attract that attention anymore, you know? Yeah. And I think finally people are like, why, what are we rewarding them for? Why am I buying my rainbow stuff from them? Like, yeah. I do, do you think there's been, I've, I've tried this year. You know that Brian, you've seen that Megan Stalter sketch, right? Which, At the barter barn like, where she's like, she's, hi, gay. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. This year, like that's my new like filter. Whenever I'm like promoting something Pridey, I'm like, do I feel like I'm doing that? Like, like last night I was like taking pictures of pride. And then I was like, I'm not going to post these. Cause I feel like the girl in that video. That's like, hi, gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you just <laughs> doing this to feel good about you? Like, Probably, probably. probably. Um, But I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's huge. And I think that has sort of I guess why it feels like there's more of a widespread suspicion is because I feel like now just people are just like not into engaging at all. If there is Mm -hmm. any element of like profiting off of it or just like they're just they're not interested at all. And I think whether it's you're donating to anti-gay Republicans or you're just like gently saying happy pride. It's like, you know, queer people for the most part really have like put their foot in the door and like not are not letting it close like the tiniest bit, you know, like if anything, we're trying or like shoving it open. Like it's like ever since like, you know, I think this past few years, it's just been such a rapid, you know, movement of acceptance in a lot of places in the United States, you know, like, you know, like you said, like five years ago, marriage equality, you know, but since then it's like, you know, where the Equality Act seems like something that's going to happen. Um, you know, and I think, you know, it's just like, just like, we're no, you're not going to get away with it anymore. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I also think it's like, there's a wariness about performativeness and like, Amanda, you just spoke to that where you're like, I don't want it. Like, I mean, it's not for me to judge whether you're an ally, but like, you know, I feel, I feel like knowing you, you 
have good intentions, but like, <laughs> but you are still like, I don't want to be too, I don't want to put it out there too much. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that that's, I think that's a good thing. I think it makes, it helps people like make their intentions more genuine or just be a little bit more reflective. Like, okay, yeah. if I feel like I am entitled to, you know, like a lot of our creative at Betches is created by gay men and like we celebrate (laughs) that all the time. So I feel like we're in a good place to encourage more of that. And, 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 but I think some people have to make that reflection and they might come up with answers that are, are not necessarily what they want to be doing. So it's like a time of like reflection. I think it's good that people are catching that and being like, Oh, is this a performance? What am I, what am I actually doing? Like, did Mm -hmm. I do anything? Did I consume any information about queer history and rights this month or like did i just get drunk on saturday or sunday right. you can get drunk just give us some money too you know right. I mean? yeah so- buy my drinks <laughs> exactly buy a gay person a drink for pride there you go i think that's that is reparations I, yeah. i think that's something that gets lost too is that like a lot of times when i see people really acting up getting really upset about these things they don't come from the community that is in question which most of the time it's like hang out with us you just gotta like pay like yeah. support us you can't just yeah. uh, you know appropriate pride once a year and then like turn your back on you know everything the senate is doing yeah right and it's much easier for a corporation to do that because what they're donating for they're probably donating to those people not because of their stance on on gay rights i think they're donating to those people because of their stance on corporate things totally yeah. and it happens right. but, to like but you can't separate that it's all one person yeah. And those corporations should give gay people money too, you know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. people money. Like, you know, you're going to donate, donate some, like donate money, then hire like a, a trans influencer to make some content. For yeah, you. Exactly. Because <laughs> what I was just going to say is that like, I feel like the wall we keep hitting now that more people are aware of these issues is that like, oh shit, capitalism. Mm-hmm. We're always going to hit that wall. Like as long as capitalism is going to exist, but it's like, you know what, then use the capitalism and pay the exactly. trans influencer mm-hmm. instead of like, nobody's asking you not to be a part of the capitalist system. Unfortunately, we all have to be, but like, yeah. do, the, do these tensions like exist within the queer, the LGBT community as well? Like, is there, are there groups that feel like we're done? We got our rights. We are just like everybody else versus queerness being the idea of like, no, we're demanding acceptance of everybody who's different, no matter what that difference is. So I, I, I think that there's definitely a problem with, you know, privileged people, majority of them being white cis gay men, um, which has always kind of been a thing because they kind of we I, I can move through life in a much different way than a lot of the other people in the LGBTQ community, because, you know, we're white and also we are men and, you know, you can't certainly clock us basically right away, mm-hmm. you know, all the time. Um, but also just because, you know, it's just the way the world is. And I think that a lot of gay white cis men, you know, have stopped because have stopped caring because they feel like they've got theirs and it's not good. It's unacceptable. But also I think that there is like this, it's because, you know, it's LGBTQ. That's five different groups right there, you know, and there's more and more. And, you know, when you lump all these people together, like obviously we have the same shared like sort of experience, but it's all different, you know? Um, And it's a scale of privilege, you know, for sure. And also like there's going to be tensions within because everyone is so different. And I think that there is a tension, like you were saying, like with this queer liberation March, which I think is great. And, but also this pride March where people are, you know, 
are, you know, manipulating the capitalism. Like I, I'm going to play the game, you know, like that's what the, some people will and some people won't. And some the people who won't are pretty hard lined on it sometimes. And they can be a little be like, why the fuck are you? Why are you doing a target ad? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, don't you want gay people to have more money? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like that's just another reason that you have to look at like individual actions and um, rather than generalize. And I have seen like, like you said, we used like during the queer liberation March, we saw stuff like, like them like addressing, like, you know, the Palestinian, like the rights of the oppression of Palestinians and the criminalization of sex work. I think that also we are seeing a lot more um, discussion around intersex people um, this year. And which I think is great, but there's also within the intersex community, this, like, we don't, we don't feel like we are part of the LGBTQ community. Some intersex people do and some people don't. And so it's just like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's a big group that everyone is trying to figure out what the fuck they're doing. But, as, but you know, you can't, hopefully like gay white cis men and, you know, will have to just be probably better than they are. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I feel like it's like, you know, a movement is becoming successful when like some members of it can be ambivalent because like they, if they feel like they can survive doing so. Um, yeah. But I mean, I feel, yeah, I feel like this year especially saw a lot more pressure on like individual parts of the movement on each other. Yeah. So that is our show today until the end of democracy. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.